Welcome back to the Armored Up Podcast. We got some exciting things to talk about in regards to what is essential uh, to be an Armored Up Christian. And today we're going to talk about praise or thankfulness. And as we get closer to the time of Thanksgiving, uh, it's a good thing to talk about uh, how we can apply that to our Christian lives and uh, the fact that we ought to give thanks in all things, as the scripture says. And uh, so we're going to talk about today, how do we give thanks and praise with our life as an armored up Christian? And uh, you got some uh, opening thoughts you'd like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, man? Well, I think we're planning to go to your house. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I told my wife, I'm going to your place, man. I didn't know I didn't know you were coming to mine. No, I'm just kidding. We're looking forward to having, um, having a good time. And Thanksgiving is one of those uh, holidays where, you know, we focus a lot of our month on, you know, giving thanks and all of that. But, man, thankfulness goes so far beyond a holiday one day out of the year. And I know we're approaching it here. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this episode, we're right around Thanksgiving. We're in the month of November, and um, but it goes so far beyond it. And thankfulness is an essential part of our life, 365 days out of the year, not just on you know the third Thursday in November, you know. And so we were talking uh, before we started recording today that you know how does thankfulness express itself? Because thankfulness is commanded. Mm-hmm. in scripture so it isn't it is one of those essentials that jesus talks about you know and uh tells us in the book of ephesians and everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus concerning you right um actually that's first thessalonians but it tells us in scripture you know give thanks so it is it is um it is uh commanded of us to do it so how does thankfulness express itself we got a few thoughts today brother jenny yeah. And uh, what's that first one? How do you how does thankfulness express itself? So thankfulness expresses itself. Uh, the, the first one we're going to talk about is singing, and uh, uh, I think singing is all throughout the scriptures on having a spirit of joy, having a spirit of thankfulness and praise. Uh, that when we get saved, it talks about putting a new song in our heart, uh, and just having that that joy and excitement in our lives and almost where we can't help but to go out and sing and uh you know hum our way you know i when i'm happy and i'm in a good mood generally i'm thinking of songs i'm i'm thinking of singing and a lot of times when i'm in a bad mood if i just start singing it's going to change uh change my attitude and uh so what are your thoughts on on singing yeah i think in scripture you see the that singing and thankfulness are actually very intimately connected. Mm-hmm. And I think of a few verses that I have here. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20 says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and, and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So that praise, that thankfulness, it expresses itself in singing. And it's quite often, I mean, Psalm 95 it says, Oh, come, let us... Sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Psalm 34 and verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. So they're directly connected. Mm-hmm. And all throughout scripture, I mean, we found a, just not long ago when we were searching Esword, you know, the how many hundreds of times that the word give thanks is given. And then there's a good percentage of them 
that have singing directly tied to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, man, this is when we talk about praise and thankfulness, uh, we can't help but talk about singing. Yeah. And but the the thing is, we we talked about this at lunch earlier. You know how a lot of people avoid singing because they have some excuses. Yeah. You know, what do you think about some of these excuses that people have? about singing. Well, sure. And I think, you know, like we talked about, one of the most, uh, one of the biggest reasons, and I think of this just from the past of when I first started going to church and first started singing, it's kind of, it's intimidating. I remember even before I was saved, when I was brought to church and everything, uh, I didn't really feel comfortable singing. And a lot of that is simply insecurity. Maybe we're afraid, afraid someone might hear us and, and think we don't sing good or uh, and so our kind of focus is wrong when we understand uh, those people aren't here to judge our singing. We're just here to praise and worship God together in joyfulness. And, and uh, you know, we, we talk about at our church, you know, we don't, we got a small little church. We don't have great singing. And some people joke about how bad our singing is. But, uh, and we talked about it before, you know, that's it's not important how good it is. Uh, I mean, we try to do our best. And certainly if we're going to have a special, we'd want to <laughs> make it make it good uh, and presentable before people but uh, and, and do the work that's required in that. But it's not important, you know, how good we sound. And, and the more you do it, as we talked about at lunch, the better it becomes. Uh, when I first started singing, it was terrible. But I just kept doing it. After all these years, you know, you start to learn how to be, you, you know, your voice gets trained and you get some pointers from other people here and there. Maybe ask some people, you know, how can I sing good? Because inevitably, church is big enough. You're going to have someone that knows something about music and something about singing that can give you some pointers. And you apply those things. Most everybody can sing. Yeah. And uh, and you can learn to sing. Mm-hmm. The, you know, when you think about, you know, like you said, when you got saved, there you weren't you weren't this professional singer and we're yeah. still not right but I remember getting saved how intimidated I was to sing because I'm around people that wow they know the songs they know the you know um uh how to keep that tune or whatever and I just didn't it was mm-hmm. not something that was normal for me I didn't grow up singing yeah. right and you think of people that are like talented singers or whatever and you use it as an excuse oh they just have a great voice I don't have a voice like them I'll let them do the singing yeah well you're missing out because you're commanded to sing, mm-hmm. and that singing is such uh, an intimate time with you and the Lord. Whether you're doing it in private or you're doing it as a church family, that singing is so vital to your walk with God. If you re- if you neglect to do it, you're missing out on a big portion of your worship, mm-hmm. and you're missing out on that ability to give thanks. Yeah. And um, and so I encourage anybody that that is listening to to start singing, whether it's in your car, whether you you know at church, lift your voice mm-hmm. lift with the rest of the people, and it's okay if you don't sound great or you're not the one that's able to lead the singing or whatever. But you ought to sing, yeah. and we ought to sing uh, one with another, and uh, it's very important. Yeah. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. I think that's such an important thing. Sing as if. We're actually happy and glad to be a Christian, and, yeah. and we're actually thankful for what God's done for us. I, I find it hard when you're in the attitude of thankfulness and, and joyfulness in the Lord. It's hard not to sing, and uh, you know I find myself on those good days. I'm uh, I'm singing when those days where I'm down. I'm uh, if I turn and start singing a song, one of my favorite songs to sing when I'm feeling a little frustrated or just feeling like I want to complain is "It Is Well." Yeah, and uh, I can't tell you how many times that's just changed my attitude. 
Sure. Uh, but going back to what you said, you know, what stops people from singing? You know, don't don't let your pride get in the way of worshiping Jesus and serving and worshiping joyfully in the Lord. This is a big pet peeve of mine. Okay, <laughs> just because a just because a person sings or a person can sing or whatever doesn't mean they have to be effeminate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you think that singing is some like that's the women's job or whatever, you look at the Bible. the The men that sang were men. They were manly men. I mean, King David. He's right. He's on the top of my list here. This is this guy as a seventeen year old boy. Kills a nine foot six giant, cuts his head off, carries his head over the sh- his shoulders back to Jerusalem. That guy, David, is the same one that sits in the field with the sheep and plays the harp and writes a good portion of the Psalms that we have in Scripture. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be effeminate or that to to sing. You have to. It it takes a man to actually sing unto the Lord mm-hmm. and. So let's not let's get that misconception right off the bat. Like I think we've done a disservice to to music and to uh, real singing when we when we make it a, like a feminine thing. Yeah, it's not real men sing. Yeah, and I, I think the fear is well, that's just it. You know, a lot of times for whatever reason, it might be people tend to not sing because of fear. And when you talk about real men, a real man man doesn't give in to fear. A real man's courageous. A real man's not afraid to make himself vulnerable. And a lot of times we won't do the things that make us vulnerable because it, we start to feel like it makes us less of a man, you know. And, and I don't want to put myself in a vulnerable position, but in reality, you're just being a coward. Sure. <laughs> so we recently when we were on vacation, I had my deacons uh, lead the singing and services and, and all that kind of stuff. Those guys don't have like the most eloquent voices, right? They're not the guys that are up there singing the specials and all this kind of stuff. And it's not that they have bad voices. They're just not those guys. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, they're worshiping Jesus. Amen. I see these guys. They're also the you know ushers at our church or whatever. They're in the back. Sometimes they got their hands raised. They're, they're, they're singing to Jesus and they're, mm-hmm. they're happy about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hey, are they always on tune? No. Am I? No. But we're we can be confident in our singing mm-hmm. because this is a way that we show thanks. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, sometimes the kids and the women they put us to shame as men, you know. Because I well, I'm the worship leader at our church as well as the pastor, so I I see the people that are singing, and um, a lot of times the women and the kids are putting us men to shame mm-hmm. because they're not afraid to sing. They they just they just want to worship Jesus. Yeah. And uh, my wife told me recently, she goes. Have you ever watched Chloe sing our daughter? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, that girl just does not care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. <laughs> she is just worshiping Jesus. Yeah. And she's got her head tilted back, her eyes closed, and she's just singing it out, yeah. you know? And I think that more of us need to be able to be like that, yeah. you know, where we don't care about everybody else yeah. around us. We're not even thinking about We're not that. even thinking about them. We're thinking about him. Like a child, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a child. And so, um, yeah, singing, such an important part of our Yeah, of our and then that goes back, you know, part of that singing and the singing in front of people is important because we're showing, we're showing everyone else how confident we are in Jesus, how excited we are about Jesus. And uh, I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but that kind of leads on to our, our witnessing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, 
So that, that next part, let's get right to it. So let's go right to witnessing. Let's go right to witnessing <laughs> because so how does thankfulness express itself? You know, we talk about this essential part of our Thanksgiving. Well, singing is the first part of it, and but just as equal to that mm-hmm. is our witnessing. Well, let's uh, look at it this way: when you have, when you feel like you have an abundance, what's the next natural thing for you to do out of feeling like you have an abundance? I want to share it with somebody else. Yeah, you want to give. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're going in the next thing, but but it's all kind of tied together is, here. Totally I mean, tied. we're going to talk about giving, and, and maybe we <laughs> just get right into that as we go. I hope no, I'm let's not, go. To, let's not, go to witnessing. Messing up all these topics, but uh, you know, one of the things I'm talking about giving is just what makes you excited. Are you excited about the fact that you found the Messiah? When you think of Andrew, who first went to his brother Simon, said, "Hey, we found the Messiah." Absolutely. Uh, you know, come and see. Yep. And, uh, you know, and others mentioned there in John chapter 1 when we see the introduction of Jesus' disciples there. Philip. They were so excited. Yeah, they were so excited that they had to go and tell somebody else, whether it be a family member or a friend or uh, a co-worker. Uh, and such a great example of those very first followers of Jesus. Yep. That uh, I've got to go and I've got to tell someone else about this. I've got to share this abundance of joy <laughs> yeah samaritan <laughs> woman filling the samaritan woman yeah she gets saved at the well immediately runs yeah. back into the city and by the way nobody in that city liked her yeah nobody in that city yeah. wanted anything to do with this lady and she runs back into that city and says we have found him yeah though he is this not the messiah is this well, not the christ why why didn't they like her because of her life, the life yeah. that she had lived in the past. She was, you know, had four husbands and living with a man that wasn't her husband. And, you know, she's kind of the city's, you know, yeah, floozy or whatever you want she to call it. She had a lot of things against her. I mean, yeah. she was a Samaritan, there's one. Yep. And then you add on that, she was just, you know, not one who would stick to the law. Yep. And, uh, but it was someone that Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she knew he was there for her. Yeah. And that led to a lot of thankfulness. But that thankfulness yeah. in her heart caused her to yeah. even run back to people who despised her, to mm-hmm. run back to people who wouldn't even listen to her. And yeah. she's just like, hey, I need to tell the whole world about this. Yeah. And um, and I, and that's such an important an important thought, you know, that, yeah. you know, why, why do we go out witnessing? It's yeah. not because, you know, well, I mean, it, our town is really receptive. Yeah. Well, it's not really receptive. Our town hates Jesus. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. We we want to. We're going to go because we're thankful. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think of the maniac of Gadara, another mm-hmm. another prime example. They hated that guy. Yeah, they were scared of him. Yeah. And he says, "Jesus, I just want to come with you." By the way, he was worshiping Jesus. Yeah, right. I want to come with you. I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to be one of your twelve. You know, take me with you. Yeah. And Jesus says, "Go tell all your friends what the Lord has done for mm-hmm. you." And the Bible says that. He spread throughout all Decapolis. Yeah. This he he took his 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 rest of his life preaching the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. And do you see the connection between the desire to worship Jesus, the desire to follow Jesus, is so connected with how thankful we are. And uh, you, you think of having a demon cast out of you, a man who his body was being torn. I mean, just in I can't imagine the amount of misery within that this man had and just having being set free from that, just the amount of overwhelming thankfulness. And so I go back to the abundance that 
I have to. Yeah, I have to. I can't contain it in me. And and you know, look, just like the woman, you know, all this sin that I've had set free from. It reminds me of the 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 few times in Scripture where Jesus heals somebody. Yeah. And he tells them not to say anything to anybody. Remember? Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know, like you don't tell anybody about Mm -hmm. this. Well, what did they do every single time? (laughs) Yeah. They couldn't keep their mouth. Why did he tell them not to? I wonder because. Maybe he was showing the. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's just I, I can't get into all the reasons why he told <laughs> yeah, him not exactly. to. But the fact is that even when he told him not to, they couldn't keep their mouth shut. Yeah, they had to go tell somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just that's the that's how it is. Mm-hmm. If Jesus has really changed your life, right? So if he's really done a change in your life, how do you keep it in? Yeah, you know, Paul says the the love of Christ constraineth me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I'm I, I'm obligated. Because of his love for me to tell somebody else about this, you know, and um, I just the the man that got healed outside of the temple when Peter and John walked by and and mm-hmm. you know gold and silver have I none, mm-hmm. but he gets he gets healed right yeah and that guy is and he went walking and leaping walking and, and leaping praising and God praising God he could not stop yeah. and the whole world was watching there yeah. were four thousand people saved that day. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe it was five. I don't know. But it just it's an incredible amount of people that were saved in this one day. This man was giving thanks. And I think, yeah. you know, people ever ask you, well, why do you go witness? Well, uh-huh. it's, I'm thankful. Yeah. You know, that ought to be the main reason. I mean, I'm thankful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have the command, but there ought to be something beyond the command. And that is that we want to do this. There, there ought to be a desire. When I first got saved, there was nothing in the world that I more wanted to do than to tell someone else. And, uh, you know, for one thing, I, I know as we go and we start to get the rejection, it kind of, it gets a little more intimidating when we start to realize that there's a whole lot of people in the world that don't want anything to do with this, mm-hmm. that aren't going to necessarily respond greatly to this. But when I first got saved, I didn't know that. I didn't think about that. I didn't even know the Bible really well. I didn't know how people responded in the scriptures like I do now but when I first got that message of salvation there was nothing I wanted to do more than say I've got to tell I've got to tell someone else about this everybody should want to know this yeah everybody and, needs to know this yeah yeah so that gives us to our next part you talk about that abundance right yeah so we 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 sing mm-hmm. you know because out of the abundance of our heart our mouth speaks mm-hmm. so we, we sing and we sing praises mm-hmm. We, we witness, we talked about the, the woman at the well, the, uh, the maniac of Gadara. We talked about several others that, that their, their thankfulness caused them to go and tell others about Christ. And then you've already mentioned it, but our giving, mm-hmm. our giving is a big part of our thankfulness. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we see in scripture and we we laughed about it before we recorded because we're the pastors and of course we're going to talk about giving <laughs> and it does come up, you know, yeah. but it, giving is such a big part of our thankfulness. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be just giving to your local church or whatever, but giving is such a big part of, well, because Christ gave to me, I want to give to others or mm-hmm. I want to give to the work of God and I want to give to you know, the things that are important to Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about giving for a moment, just how, how important that giving is to our thankfulness. Yeah, and again, like the uh, the abundance that you mentioned before, we, we have this overwhelming feeling to share how we've been filled, whether that be with joy or with uh, forgiveness. And, and the automatic response and what we ought to do and what we're commanded and told in Scripture, 
But we shouldn't need to be commanded to go and forgive. We shouldn't need to be commanded uh, to go and tell somebody good news because it should already be what flows out of us from the abundance of what's within. And so when God blesses us with those things, uh, whether material things or immaterial things, we want to share it. And so, you know, when you come to just giving of finances or resources or things, when God blesses us with that, when any time you've ever uh, had a, a good amount of money, let's say, uh, one of the first things that I know I want to do when I'm blessed with something is I want to go buy something for somebody. Yeah. Or I want to go give to someone that's in need. It's just a, it's a natural thing. You know, we talk about, you know, how it can be uncomfortable sometimes as a pastor talking about giving. But the pastor gives or the pastor should be giving just like anybody else. Absolutely. When I'm preaching to people, I'm not just preaching to them. I'm preaching to them something that I've already preached to myself or <laughs> in that moment even I'm preaching to myself. And, uh, you know, well, I'm sure in, in some podcast someday we'll talk about that, you know, what is the preacher and how does it relate to, to the people? But, hey, we're just a, just another guy, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, we're trying to lead the way uh, in, in walking for Christ. We ought to be the example, uh, but that's just it. We're not, we're not separate from everybody else. We're doing what you're, you're doing, and uh, we're trying to lead you by doing. Sure. And, uh, and, and I want to give because I'm so thankful for what he's done. Absolutely. for me and how he's blessed me and when God blesses me I think we talk when we talk about you know our thankfulness I'm, and and giving you know mm-hmm. a lot of times we I think we talked about it in our last episode mm-hmm. about how you know God gets our leftovers yeah well that's not really a thankful heart yeah you know where I give to God out of my leftovers um, God deserves our first he actually commands us to give him our first but you know even more than that because I'm so thankful I want to give him my first. Um, I think of a few instances in the scripture where you see people out of an abundance of thanks mm-hmm. give unto the Lord. Yeah. And uh, the few that I've thought of are uh, Abraham and Melchizedek, where Melchizedek, you know, helped Abraham when he was fighting in a battle and the, the you know, the king of Salem helped and it was about the whole situation with Lot and all of that. Well, at the end of all of it, Abraham, out of an abundance of thanks, gave a tenth of all he had mm-hmm. to Melchizedek. And it's a picture of what we do as a tithe. You know, we give the tenth to the Lord. Um, uh, the same thing with Jacob. Mm-hmm. God and Jacob wrestled, you know, one with another. And God, you know, showed Jacob his will for his life. He showed Jacob a lot of things and, and even gave Jacob, uh, uh, blessed him for, you know, his faith. And and Jacob said, all that you give unto me, I'm going to give a tenth back to you. And it was out of thankfulness that he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, woman at the, the woman at the temple that gave her two mites, the widow woman, you mm-hmm. know, that Jesus said that she gave everything she had. Mm-hmm. Well, who does that? Yeah. Right? That, that's only motivated by thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a preacher, uh, his name's Will Rice. He, he says this uh, often, I've heard him say, he says... Those who give will always be able to. Hmm. And so when you think about that woman at the, the that gave her two mites, you know, he tells the story about how this woman gave her two mites. She went home and died, <laughs> you know, and he goes, I don't think that happened. Yeah. I think she was back at the temple the next week giving two mites mm-hmm. again. 
you know, whatever she could, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever she could find laying in the road or whatever she could sell or whatever. She was doing everything she could to be able to give. Yeah, I think it's important, too. Oftentimes we focus on the passages that might tell us, well, give and it shall be given unto you. And uh, and it's kind of this idea, well, if you want to receive, then you better give. It's like selfish thinking. And I, I feel like, yeah, that it's not thankfulness, though, if you're doing that. It's, you're just doing it to get something out of it. And uh, I think, you know, whether or not I get anything back is not important. It's irrelevant. I've already it's been... A, it's irrelevant whether I yeah. get something back. Yeah. You know, the truth is, like, God deserves my all. So... Whether if I have to work every day of my life just to be able to give to him, he still deserves that, whether I'm getting anything in return. Yeah. Um, the truth is that, you know, we shovel in and God or God shovels in and we shovel out and his shovel's bigger than our shovel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is the truth because he provides so much more for us than we could ever even give back to him. Right. Um, but I and, don't want, I, you know, I don't ever want to give the idea that, you know, someone could come in a situation where they, they gave an abundance to the church. And if you have this idea that, well, because I gave, God's going to take care of me. And because I gave, I'm going to get everything. And then you, you hit hard times the next month. Who you blame? And you might wonder, <laughs> you blaming why God? did I give to God? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, um, but why do you give? And I think it boils down to this, the thankfulness, thanks mm-hmm. and praise. Yep. yep. So we issued a challenge last, last week about your worship, you know, about... How, you know, take those big rock situations and and uh, put those in, you know, on a piece of paper. And then what is the sand in your life? Just kind of the extra and uh, kind of determine what you're prioritizing, you know, when it comes to your worship. Well, the same thing can be said for our thankfulness. You know, it'd be good for us the this month as we consider Thanksgiving right here in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, just to, to write down uh, what we're thankful for. And, um, and then start determining that I'm going to sing and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to witness and I'm going to give. And, um, if you're not willing to witness for our Lord, if you're not willing to sing, if you're not willing to give, that's a heart issue and it's a heart that's not thankful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we need to, we need to evaluate that. I think evaluating is a good thing. We need to constantly be evaluating our own hearts and um, just as David did, and he asked the Lord to help him, Lord, search my heart. And this is one of those issues of our thankfulness, because um, a thankful Christian is going to be a growing Christian. And we're not going to really be able to live that armored up Christian life if we're living, you know, having that complaining spirit, having that, you know, dissatisfied spirit, having that, you know, we, we, um, we have everything we need in Christ. Mm-hmm. And for that, we can be thankful. And for that, we can sing and we can witness and we can give because he is enough. We have it all with him. I read a book once and uh, it was years back and it was about youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember a lot about the book, but I remember this one thing. And I think it it, it was so valuable. It said, the moment we stop being thankful is when we step into rebellion. Oh, wow. it's a good thought. And that is so true. I found that to be 100% true. That if we can live lives of thankfulness, we're going to be dedicated in our worship, in our service to Christ. But the moment we stop being thankful, we start thinking, oh, he's not really doing much for me. It all falls apart. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Thanksgiving is about thanks living. I've heard mm. that, you know, mm-hmm. living a life of thankfulness. And so, well, I hope, I hope today that you've been challenged in this area of Thanksgiving. It is essential. When we talk about these essentials. We talked about worship. And of course, a lot of what we talked about today and our thankfulness really ties in with worship as well. But um, you got to be thankful. If you're if you're struggling with your thankfulness, it's time to do some some real heart searching, evaluating. What is it that's keeping me from being thankful, content, and um, and we hope to hope to hear from you and how the Lord's worked on your heart about this. You can find us on our Facebook page. We're at Armored Up Podcast on Facebook, and um, you can find our podcast on any anywhere where you listen to podcasts: iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen. And uh, we look forward to engaging with you. We'll be posting uh, regularly on Facebook throughout the week and and uh, making sure that um, we uh, engage with our listeners. If you have any questions or any uh, comments about it, just reach out to us and maybe send us a private message. We'd be glad to get with you. And uh, Brother Jenny, uh, coming soon, we want to do like a listener question uh, mm-hmm. podcast as well and, and uh, be able to, um, it could be personal questions about us or about our families. Or it could just be uh, Bible questions that we might be able to answer for someone. Um, we're, of course, not pros at anything we talk about. We're just a couple friends that enjoy talking about the Word of God together and encouraging one another to stay armored up. And uh, we want you to join on that journey with us. So thanks for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you on the next one. God bless. Amen.